only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Recorded live. And welcome to episode 435 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on TalkShoe. Taylor Phillips and Louis Tenor. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. For the second game in a row, the Pistons allow 118 points, especially because they have no defense whatsoever. They don't have a backup center. And they lose to the New or- the eighth-place New Orleans Pelicans, 118-103. The Pelicans, still eighth place in the Western Conference, now tied for seventh with the Denver Nuggets at 30-26. and 26. The Pistons fall to 27-29, losing three straight. Three games, three games back of the Miami Heat and Philadelphia 76ers were both tied for seventh place in the East. But Philadelphia is 29-25, Miami, Miami is 30-26. My God. Andre Drummond, a minus 12, despite his double-double. Reggie Bullock, minus 16. James Ennis, a minus 10. Anthony Tolliver, a minus 13, also an air ball. There was one point where, where in the game, the Pistons shot two consecutive air balls and were both one and done. And those possessions were both one and dones. Awful and beyond awful and embarrassing. Jameer Nelson, a minus nine. Blake Griffin, a minus eight. Luke Kennard, minus four, only 11 minutes and five points. This team can still not play defense. They can't. I don't want. I keep ha- I keep having to hear from even even one of my co-hosts on my podcast saying that we have to hope that the Pistons get close to the playoffs. Uh, no, that's not going to happen if they keep if they keep lacking defense. Only three blocks by this team. Anthony Anthony Davis racked up 38 points. And man, nobody was covering his ass. 14 to 24, a plus 18. 
no wonder the Pelicans are a better team than the Pistons are. Really, really, the Pelicans really are. Pistons are holding against the Atlanta Hawks. Wednesday at 7. The Hawks have a better... Uh, the Hawks are, are tied for... in a three-way tie for second worst be, uh, with the Phoenix Suns and Dallas Mavericks. They... They all each have a better winning percentage of 316 than the Sacramento Kings have at 309. The Sacramento Kings are the newest worst team in the NBA. Speaking of which, the NHL standings are, are are still the same as they are, except the Leafs beat the Lightning 4-3. The Arizona Coyotes are up 2-0 at home for the Chicago Blackhawks. Second period just getting underway, 19-21-1906 left in the middle frame. And in Edmonton, the Oilers and Florida Panthers are tied at one after one period of play. Looking at the league standings, this is for the Red Wings tanking system here. The Red Wings are still eighth place, three behind the Blackhawks. Between the Hawks and Yotes, I would just hope that both the I would have to hope that both the Hawks and the and the Coyotes both go to overtime. The Blackhawks are down two nothing, like I said just earlier. So I hope the Blackhawks come back only to force overtime. Then you got the Panthers and the Oilers. There's a case where this is another case where the Panthers, this is another game that I want to go to overtime as well. All all those four teams that are in the bottom 10 or bottom 9, mind you, of the entire NHL in points, have to get at least one point. That's what we're hoping for. So that's all we know at the moment. College transitioning to, to basket back to basketball, but this time in the college level. The Michigan State Spartans college men's basketball team has moved up to number two in the AP poll rankings. Two days later, 
two days after knocking off the number four Purdue Boilermakers, who dropped to number six, Miles Bridges again hit that game-winning three-pointer with 2.7 seconds left, not 2.6, it's 2.7. Remember the video review that I pointed out? Frank Vassner pointed out the same thing last night. But but that was a hell of a game, and the Spartans came out on top. Bridges with 20 points in that contest. They are they are number two, second best in the nation, the AP Top 25, to the Virginia Cavaliers, who have a 23 and two overall record. MSU is 24 and three. And now we get to some Jeff Moss news here. Jeff Moss's Twitter main Twitter account has been suspended again for another seven days at Jeff Moss DSR. So he is actually running a, a backup account just to make sure he stays productive on Twitter. So we can follow him. His backup Twitter is at Bar Brady McCoskey. Now, I'll tell you why at Jeff Moss DSR was suspended. Someone mistakenly reported, someone reported him for a racist remark about the Uncle Tom bloggers. They reported it to Twitter, and Twitter took immediate action. And it didn't take long. Hmm. Now, and that racist remark, you're going to brace your, you have to brace yourself for this one. That racist remark came in two words, Uncle Tom. And I, and I dug up an article from the website DetroitSportsRag.com. His latest article, Exhibit of an Exhibit A of an Uncle Tom Blogger. Now, now let's go to that one for a second. I want to point out what it means. What it normally means. Here.
I'm I'm trying to uh, sorry I'm trying to find it. I'm I'm having a little difficulty here. Oh, there we go. The epithet. He screen Jeff Moss screenshot this thing. The, this meaning from Wikipedia, which explains Uncle Tom as an epithet. In short terms, Uncle Tom is labeled a person similar to snitch, betrayer, and whistleblower whose motive is under the impression that's practice of slavery, just how the society just how the society works, whether the impression is spontaneous or coerced. Coerced. The term Uncle Tom is used as a derogatory epithet for an excessively subservient person, particularly when that person perceives their own lower class status based on race. It is is similarly used to negatively describe a person who betrays their own group by participating in its oppression, whether or not they do so willingly. The term has also, with more intended neutrality, Neutral, neutrality, 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 been applied in psych, in psychology in the form Uncle Tom syndrome, a term for the use of subservience, a term for the use of a term for the use of subservience, appeasement and passivity to cope with intimidation and threats. The popular negative connotations of Uncle Tom have largely been attributed derivative works inspired by Uncle Tom's Cabin in the decade after its release rather than the original novel itself whose title character is a more positive figure is a more positive figure these works lampoon and distorted the portrayal the portrayal of Uncle Tom with politically loaded overtones. That's that's the entire epithet of Uncle Tom. And Moss went on, I latched on to the term not because of the racial history of the phrase, but because these bloggers I attack, bloggers Moss attacked, are excessively obedient and servile. These imbeciles create fanboy websites to serve a master that doesn't give a rat's ass about them. They continually are served a a shit sandwich by these teams and sell it as a Ruth's Chris Filet Mignon doused in 500-degree Fahrenheit butter sauce. So I'm still waiting for uh, Jeff 
Jeff Moss to um, publish his newest article tonight on um, on uh, Ryan Schuling because he was gonna he was gonna publish it earlier tonight, and then the next thing I know, I don't even see it on the website anywhere on his website anywhere. He only he didn't post the link on his backup Twitter handle for some reason. I'm going to try to ask him right now in private messages on Facebook to post the shooting, the, uh, the new Schuling article on the DSR group. So that's all the Michigan Sports Truth material for tonight. On a side note, other than sports in general, there's a fine line between walnuts and pecans. Some, some other Ruby Tuesday South bar attendant labeled the labeled the Cambro container of walnuts pecans by mistake. That is that is just stupid. Walnut walnut uh, walnuts are not pecans, for God's sake. Yet I, has someone not been learning? God that being said, it's time for Lewis to Nord's National Sports Report. Louie, take it away. All right. Yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll start off with the um, NHL here. And, of course, if anybody's known the difference between that with between walnuts and pecans, it's also nuts. All right, yep. so only three games in the NHL tonight, a light schedule for a Monday night. As the Leafs, as the Lightning, 4-3, Neolander scores twice to give the Leafs the 4-3 win over the Lightning. And the Lightning, of course, are still first place in the in the Lightning division. There are two games in progress right now, both in the second period. The Coyotes over the Blackhawks, 2-1 right now, 13-04 to go in the second period. And the Oilers are leading the Panthers, 2-1, 16-10 to go in the second period. So... Now, we're taking care of that. Let's take care of the standings. Not much has changed, probably, since uh, it's only three games, but we'll do it anyway, and it goes like this. In the Eastern Conference and the Atlantic Division, despite the loss, the Lightning are still in front at 79 points at 38-15-3, followed by the Bruins at 34-12-8, 76 points. Oh, well. Um, Leafs with that win tonight are 34, 19, and 5 at 73 points. Further down the list are your Red Wings at 22, 23, and 9, 53 points. Panthers at 23, 23, and 6, 52 points. The Canadians are at 51 points at 22, 26, and 7. Ottawa, 19, 26, and 9, 47 points. And bring up the rear, the Sabres. 16, 30, and 10 at 42 points. 
In the tightly contested Metropolitan Division, the Capitals are at 70 points at 32-17-6. The Penguins, 31-22-4-66 points. Philadelphia, the Flyers, 28-19-9-65 points. Devils at 62 points at 27-20-8, thanks to yesterday's loss. The Hurricanes are 26-21-9-61 points. Blue Jackets, 60 points at 28-23-4. Also 60 points are the Islanders at 27-24-5. And, and right behind them are the Rangers at 59 points at 27-24-5. And, and I'm still not counting them out, even though they're in last place in the division, but it is fairly close. They're just now three points out of a playoff spot. So am I giving up on the Rangers right now? Ah, you got me joking. Another tightly contested division is the Central and the Western Conference. As the Predators are 33, 12, and 9, 75 points. Just below them are the Jets at 73 points at 32, 15, and 9. The Blues, 71 points at 34, 21, and 3. The Stars are at 70 points at 33, 20, and 4. Not that far behind the Wild at 66 points at 30, 19, and 6. Colorado, the Avalanche, 64 points at 30, 21, and 4. And the Blackhawks are 24, 23, and 8, 56 points. Some might count the Blackhawks out, but I'm not going to give up them yet either. I think they can still make a strong run if they can play it smart the way through. Okay, the Pacific. The Golden Knights are at 76 points at 36-15-4. Sharks, 30-18-8, 68 points. Flames are at 66 points at 29-19-8. Kings, 30-20-5, 65 points. Ducks are also 65 points at 27-19-11. Further down the list are the Oilers at 50 points at 23-27-4. Canucks, 22-28-6, 50 points. And up the creek without a paddle once again are the Coyotes at 13, 32-10, 36 points. After they make the playoffs, they haven't got a prayer. All right, well, let's check the wild card standings and see what has uh, come about. So far, the Devils still lead the wild card spot, 62 points at 27, 20, and 8, with the Hurricanes right below them at 61 points at 26, 21, and 9. A little further down the list is a tight race here, as the Blue Jackets are at 60 points at 28, 23, and 4. Islanders, 60 points at 27, 24, and 6. The Rangers are at 59 points at 27, 24, and 5. Don't give up the ship yet, Blue Shirts. Uh, Red Wings, 53 points at 22, 23, and 9. Mm, iffy. Panthers, 23, 23, and 6, 52 points. Habs, or the Canadians, rather, 22, 26, and 7, 51 points. Senators are 47 points at 19, 26, and 9. And the Sabres, 16, 30, and 10, 42 points. Over on the uh, western side, we break it down this way. As the Stars are at 70 points, 33, 20, and 4. Wild are at 66 points, 30, 19, and 6. 
Further down, the Kings are at 65 points at 30-25. Ducks are also 65 points at 27-19-11. Avalanche are at 64 points at 30-21-4. Blackhawks, 56 points at 24-23-8. That's why I said I'm not giving up on them just yet. Oilers at 50 points at 23-27-4. Canucks are also at 50 points at 22-28-6. And the Coyotes, for those of you who think you still have a prayer, are at 13-32-10 and 36 points. No way. If you do, I think you're all crazy. All right, so now let's check tomorrow's schedule. And while tonight was a light night, tomorrow will be a doozy. Case in point, it goes down like this. All right. Start with the 7 o'clock games as the Flames take on the Bruins. The Lightning take on the Sabres. The Blue Jackets face the Islanders. And we've got the Turnpike battle between the Devils and the Flyers. Also, 7 o'clock are the Senators versus the Penguins. The Kings versus the Hurricanes. 7.30, Ducks face on your Red Wings. 8 o'clock are the Blues versus the Predators, and the Rangers Rangers take on the Wild, and the Capitals take on the Jets. 10 o'clock, the Blackhawks take on the Golden Knights, and at 10.30, the Coyotes will try to jump the Sharks. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Jump the Sharks. Oh, boy. I had to say it. All right, so now from the ice, uh, shall we go to the hardwood? And we go this way. All right, leading off in the NBA tonight, we have quite a few games that are going on and have been completed, and we run it down this way. Once again, my Knicks blew it again as the Sixers mopped the floor with them, 108-92 again. Cantor had 17 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists in the loss. T.J. McConnell had a small triple-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. Hey, well, triple-doubles are triple-double, any way you look at it. 10.51 to go in the third. The Jazz lead the Spurs 56-50. Uh, Davis... Sentence, uh, seven points, four rebounds, two blocks. Joe Ingles, 15 points, four rebounds, and one assist. Hmm. Finals that have come in. Pelicans over the Pistons, 118-103. Anthony Davis, 38 points, 10 rebounds, one assist. Andre Drummond, 21 rebounds, 13 points, and one assist. Clippers over the Nets. 114-101, DeAndre Jordan, six, 17 rebounds, 16 points, and 2 assists. Alan Crabgrass, I mean Crabtree, 15 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. <laughs> Crabgrass. I was actually making a comment about um, DeAndre Jordan on a show earlier, and, um, well, it got a little heated, but, you know. Bulls over the Magic, 105-101. Uh, Hergovia, 24 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 seals. And Zach Levine, 18 points, 
seven rebounds and five assists. And coming up in about, oh, let's say 10 minutes from now, the Suns take on the Warriors. Peyton and Durant will be your players to watch. All right, so let's go to the standings. Some of you are going to like it. Some of you are going to wish, why are you bothering? <laughs> and it goes down like this. Raptors are still in front at 39-16 and still have a half-game lead over the Celtics at 40-18. and A half-game back, and I have some news about a former Celtic coming up later. The Cavaliers are 33-22, and six-back. At seven back, seven and a half back are the Wizards at 32 and 24. At eight back are the Bucks at 31 and 24. Also eight back are the Pacers at 32 and 25. The Sixers are 29 and 25, nine and a half back, and the Heat are nine and a half back as well, but they are 30 and 26. Outside looking in, the Pistons are 27 and 29 at 12 and a half back. The Hornets are now 23 and 33, 16 and a half, and jumped over the neck. The Knicks are now 23 and 35, 17 and a half back. Yuck. Bulls 19 and a half back at 20 and 36. The Nets are 21 and a half back at 19 and 39. They weren't going to go anywhere anyway. The Magic are 16 and 38, 21 and a half back, and the Hawks 18 and 39 at 22 back. A lost cause if I ever do I do say so myself. Western Conference Warriors are now forty three and thirteen, have a half game lead over the Rockets at forty two and thirteen, the only legitimate competitor I think that can beat them. Spurs thirty five and twenty two, eight and a half back. Wolves thirty five and twenty four, nine and a half back. Thunder eleven and a half back at thirty two and twenty five. Blazers thirty one twenty six at twelve back. At 13 back are the Nuggets and the Pelicans at 30 and 26. Outside looking in, Clippers are 29 and 26 at 13 and a half back. At 15 back are the Jazz at 28 and 28. Lakers are 23 and 32, 19 and a half back. The Grizzlies are 24 and a half back at 18 and 37. Suns 18 and 39, along with the Mavericks both 25 and a half back. The Kings are also 25 and a half back, but they are 17 and 38. The lovable losers, as I call them. All right, so let's check the schedule for tomorrow's games, and it goes like this. Leading off for your 7 o'clock game, the Heat will take on the Raptors. Uh, Got a few 8 o'clock games here. The Hawks will take on the Bucks. The Rockets will take on the Timberwolves. The Cavaliers will take on the Thunder. 8.30, Kings will take on the Mavericks. And at 10.30, the Spurs take on the Nuggets. The Cavaliers, Thunder, and Spurs, and Nuggets will both be on TNT. Cleveland's going to be on TNT. I guess that means another loss, because every time they're not on TV, they don't do very well. Uh, Maybe they're camera shy. Okay. So now we'll go to the college ranks, and we break it down this way. 
Right now, uh, number 20, West Virginia, is leading TCU 53-45 with 10.44 to go in the second. Williams has nine points, six rebounds, and six assists. And Allen has 12 points and five rebounds. Notre Dame, I'm sorry, North Carolina over Notre Dame, 83-66. Gibbon, 18 points, seven rebounds, and a steal. And Python, 16 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. Those are the only top 25 games in action tonight, but there are other games going on. Monday used to be such a heavier night, though, in, in college. Well, I guess things change. All right, just a quick uh, see if anything else has changed here. Okay, we'll run down a few uh, of, the, of the games here. Uh, North Carolina A&T is battling Savannah State. Arkansas Pine Bluff is battling Alcorn State. Baylor is taking on Texas. Grambling is is playing Texas Southern, and Jackson State is playing Prairie View A&M. All right, other scores go as follows. Mississippi Valley State Southern over Mississippi Valley State, 55-51. Greensboro over Eastern Tennessee, 74-56. Canisius over Fairfield, 81-63. Deanna over Iona, 82-76. Bucknell over Colgate, 65-64. That was a close one, at least. Delaware, um, Norfolk State over Delaware State, 93-58. And there are other uh, games going on, but the, um, they're not bringing me any information right now. So we'll get back to that, though, at the conclusion of all the news. Oh, there are some more scores down here. As North um, BCU over North Carolina Central, 98-81. Hampton over Coppin State, 82-79. Howard over Maryland Eastern Shore, 84-56. Mercer over Sanford, 74-69. And Morgan State over Florida A&M, 74-48. That was a lapper. Okay, so now we'll check the tomorrow's schedule. And we break it down. Like this. It should be a good one for a Tuesday. Leading off at 6.30, Georgetown takes on Butler in a Big East battle. 7 o'clock games? Okay, we got quite a few of them, so here we go. Top 25 matchup, Oklahoma, number 23, versus number 7, Texas Tech. Other 7 o'clock games are number 13, Kansas, versus Iowa State. Number 21, Texas A&M, versus Missouri, or Missouri. Boston College will take on Pitt. Maryland versus Nebraska. Arkansas takes on Old Miss. I got some news about that, too. St. Bonaventure will take on LaSalle. Western Michigan versus Bowling Green. Kent State versus Buffalo. In the Battle of Ohio, it's Ohio against Toledo. Ball State takes on Akron. Miami of Ohio versus Eastern Michigan. Uh, local battle for me, St. Peter's takes on Monmouth. Your Central Michigan Chippewas will take on Northern Illinois at 8. Bowskies. Yes. Uh, Richmond will take on number 16, Rhode Island, at 
9 o'clock games, number one, Virginia, takes on Miami. Number two, Michigan State, takes on Minnesota. Number 18, Tennessee, takes on South Carolina. 9 o'clock, oh boy, Rutgers takes on Northwestern. I'm sorry, for obvious reasons, of course. And LSU will take on Alabama. And uh, three other games that are also on tap. Uh, North Dakota State will take on Mayville State. Creighton takes on Verdini State. And UNC Wilmington takes on James Madison. I think that's a makeup game from Friday because that was um, postponed due to snow. And we've been getting snow this weekend. We got rain. And yesterday we got a lot of it. In fact, I think you're going to my signal with the Rangers game yesterday because uh, the uh, the signal didn't get anything. It, first, um, we didn't have any picture. Second, we didn't get sound. And then say we were temporarily knocked off the air. And by the time we got it back, it was in the third period. Well, at least we still won the game, so that's at least a small consolation. But at least the uh, signal is now back to normal. Thank goodness. All right, so now on to the news of the day, and also uh, some Olympic news uh, to mention here. A proud day for U for the U.S. As just a second, why didn't you miss anything? Okay. Um, before I get this, Chloe Kim was the gold medal in, in the in snowboarding in the half-pipe competition and had a record of 9.8 of a possible 10 points in the competition. And that was the, and that was a high mark, and I think the high mark uh, ever in that event. So congratulations, Chloe. On to hockey news. Sabres forward Jack Eschel will be out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Oh, boy. Coach... Bill Housley is not ruling out him for the season. Uh, that He's saying that decision would be rather premature. However, by the time that he does come back, it may be all for naught because right now they are far from playoff contention and it's not, it probably won't matter at that point in the season. What a time about to happen, though. L.A. Kings forward Dustin Brown was suspended one game for keeping Lightning defenseman Mikhail Sergevic, uh for, for kneeing him. Uh, Brown was assessed with a major penalty as well as a game misconduct for kneeing, for kneeing him in the second period. Sergevic returned in the third period, however, and the suspension will cost Brown $31,586 if you're counting uh, exact figures. Well, bad news for Devils fans, like some people I know. Goaltender Corey Schneider goes on the IR, that's in the reserve, with a groin and injury and hip injuries. The team announced though the move uh, today. Good news is Schneider should be able to resume skating at some point next week. Now, let's just see how that holds up, folks. They could use it as they're now third in the division. And every... Uh, Every game counts. Every point counts as well. Derek Rose clears waivers after being released from the Jazz as now a free agent. League sources tell ESPN 
There is interest in Rose, though no team has made a firm offer yet of signing him. Uh, for the rest of the season, according to league sources telling ESPN that Washington is considered to be a strong contender in the wake of John Wall's absence due to his knee injury. But the Wizards may also be looking at former NBA guard Ty Law, who this season is playing out in China. So we'll have to wait and see what happens on that on that development. So we'll just have to see what happens there. Um, also, some other interesting news. Men's speed skating... I'll take that back. That'll be on tomorrow's schedule. Moving on down the line here. Olympic results also in women's hockey. Sweden crushed South Korea 8 nothing, And the Swiss over Japan 3-1. to Oh, boy. All right. Um, well, they say all good things must come to an end eventually, and for Ole Miss, it has, as their basketball coach, Annie Kennedy, and the school have decided to part ways at the end of this season. The school was set to hold a news conference this afternoon, and the news was first reported by Rivals.com. This season, they are a disappointing 11-14 and overall and 40 in the conference uh, this season, and have lost five straight games. It's not bad, though, because he has an overall record of 245 wins and 145 losses and is the all-time winningest coach in that school's history. He also has 11 straight winning seasons and nine seasons of 20 or more wins. So it's not all bad. Former MLB pitcher Esteban Loesa is now in prison and could face felony charges with more than 20 kilograms of drugs. He was arrested Friday in San Diego and is being held on $200,000 bail by the San Diego County Sheriff's Department on three felony charges suspected of heroin, cocaine, and over 20 kilograms of possessions of narcotics for sale and possession and transportation for of narcotics also for sale. Some never learn, do they? All right, continuing on down the line. Well, some people just never seem to learn their lesson. As, once again, 49ers linebacker Ruben Foster was arrested for domestic violence. Oh, boy. And... Okay, so just all right for domestic for domestic violence last night. Was police confirmed last night that Foster was arrested earlier in day on charges of domestic violence, threats, and possession of an assault weapon. Police responded to a disturbance call about 9:15 a.m. yesterday morning at a Los Gatos residence. Upon arrival, officers spoke to Forrester and the alleged victim. The result was an initial, an initial investigation to arrest Foster. He was then transported and booked at the Santa Clara County Jail, uh, where he was released last night on $75,000 bail. 
Police said the incident is under investigation. The San Francisco Chronicle first reported Foster's arrest, and the San Jose News reported an additional charge related to the suspicion of possession of an assault rifle. The 49ers released a statement indicating that they are gathering facts of this incident. Mari Nagasu becomes the first U.S. woman to land a triple axle in the Olympics in the women's free skate last night. She completed a flawless routine and got a standing ovation not from just the teammate and the crowd, but her opponents as well. Job well done. Despite that, uh, the U.S. finished third in the competition. I believe it went to Canada. Good effort, though. That was only the third triple axe uh, completed overall. So, congratulations on that. I think we might have covered this last night, but I'm going to go over this uh, again just to be sure. Uh, Former Eagles offensive coordinator Frank Reich agreed to a five-year deal becoming the next coach of the Indianapolis Colts. It would become a strange turn of events. They assured themselves since Joshua Daniel had bolted at last week. And Chris Ballard so narrowed it down to three between Reich, Dan Campbell, and Leslie Frazier. The whole span of three days. Jim Adry says Frank has all the ingredients to make a successful head coach. Jamie Anderson defended her Olympic gold in slope style last night, uh, snowboarding. And despite fierce windy conditions at the Phoenix Snow Park. And yes, Canada did win the gold in ice team dancing, despite the performance by the American skaters. Good effort, though, nonetheless. I mean, it's not easy to perform a triple axle. So you you got you got to give credit for that. All right, just a few more notes here. See if I didn't miss anything. And of course, I was going to check. Oh, I almost forgot about tomorrow's Olympic schedule, which seems to be uh, pretty jam packed as well. And we run it down like this: for February thirteenth, we start bright and early. In women's hockey, as Canada will take on Finland. Set your lines for that, if you wish. Uh, women's luge, the final heats, that's going to be between 5 and 7, 10 a.m. The live stream is at 5.30. Oh, boy. Also on tap is men's cross-country in the individual sprint, as well as the women's cross-country in the individual sprint. Uh, the... Women's hockey will take with the U.S. versus the Russians. That starts at 7.10 tomorrow morning. Men's speed skating 1,500-meter final at 9.30 a.m. That'll be interesting to see. I've always enjoyed that. Also, the men's cross-country individual sprint final, as well as the women's cross-country individual sprint final, and the short track final. That'll be on tape, though. Also will be men's doubles, mixed doubles, curling. I just can't seem to get in that curling, though. I, and I don't know if you saw it, but there was the 
the Russian duo and talk about someone who's got a, got a big mouth going into the curling. I mean, oh boy, he was loud. <laughs> okay, uh, there's going to be some events in late night that are going to be live tomorrow as well. The figure skating pairs short program will be in uh, prime time, as well as the women's alpine skiing song uh, first run and the men's snowboarding halfpipe final. And if you can stay up this late, the women's hockey will have Sweden versus Switzerland. That will be at 10.30. That's, uh, that's going to be late. And of course, uh, the U.S. Uh, men's hockey will start on Wednesday. But I think that's going to be a little bit late, but I'll see what I can do. I've always enjoyed the men's hockey in the Olympics ever since 1980. Well, that's as long as I can remember. I don't think they I don't think they showed it back in 76. All right. So, um okay, now we'll just check the scores from the other games that are going on, see if anything has changed. And it goes like this. All right. Now with um 2:17 to go in the Second period, the Panthers and Oilers are tied now at three. And the Coyotes seem to be pulling away from the Blackhawks now at four to one as the second period has come to an end. In the NBA, there's a few, there's a bunch of games that are going on in progress. The Magic have the Bulls have been the Magic 105-101. The Spurs are now leading the Jazz 72-69 with just over a minute to go in the third. Uh, Paul Gasol is at 13 rebounds, 8 points, 5 assists. Ingles has 17 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists for the Jazz. At 6.58 to go in the first, the Suns now lead the Warriors 11-8. Now, look, I know it sounds uh, shocking, but look, it's early. Anything can happen in that game. So we'll just see what that, and just a quick see. Oh, about the Paul Pierce story. Okay, it reads like this: Less than a decade after he raised the Boston Celtics' 2008 title banner, Paul Pierce was all smiles as his number 34 went to the Raptors at TD Garden during a Jersey retirement celebration yesterday, following the Celtics' win over the Cavaliers, 121 to 99. Surrounded by his family. Pierce watch as his 34 jersey takes its place alongside other something's legends and Boston's 17 championship banners. Ugh. He then grabbed the Larry O'Brien trophy from the 28 finals and raised in celebration at center court as Celtics fans roared and serenaded him with and serenaded with a thank you Paul Pierce chant. Yeah. Every time I think the Celtics do well, I just want to throw up. Those of you that know me very well know how I feel about the Celtics. Whether you are forever with this, whenever we are forever with the Celtics, you are forever. Pierce said the following, the following ceremony. If I never make it to the Hall of Fame or anything to go up and make the Raptors as a retired number, for the Celtics, that's just enough. That's enough for me, 
everything else is icing on the cake. Pierce is the 22nd uh, number retired in Celtics history. He joined an eight-square banner that already features numbers of some of the team's most legendary players, such as Dennis Johnson, who's number three, Larry Birdbrain, number 33. Uh, you know what I mean. Kevin McHale, number 32, Reggie Lewis, number 35, Robert Parrish, double zero, and Cedric Maxwell at 31. There's an open spot on the band that seems likely to someday soon be filled by 2018 Kevin Garnett, who was just one shy of former Celtics in attendance for Pierce's special day. Mm. Yeah, well. During an in during an in game video, Los Angeles Lakers legends Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant both saluted Pierce. Johnson noted that Pierce earned it and deserved it. His retired number after helping Boston to a title, Bryant noted how Pierce made all the Celtics legends proud. Pierce seemed genuinely moved by the messages. As much as I am not a Celtics fan by any means, well, I got your credit where credit is due. Congratulations. I mean, you know, you did deserve it, even though you'll never make a Celtics fan out of me for as long as I live. And when you grow up in this area, you could never be a Celtics fan. <laughs> Most of us, anyway. All right. So before I go... Uh, over to you. I'll just read the college scores off here. Right now, West uh, West Virginia is leading TCU still in the second uh, half at 67 to 59. 3:39 to go. Allen leads with 16 points and six assists. And uh, so that'll be that'll be just about it. Just minus a few on the schedule here because the uh, scores don't seem to be coming up, but I'll just check that right now. Okay, we got. We're, I think we're making some progress here right now. As Grambling beat Texas Southern seventy-eight fifty-five, and I think a few more scores are coming in. Savannah State over North Carolina, North Carolina A&T. Well, this is a good one. 108 to 106. And that wasn't even, even an overtime. And finally, Auckland State beats Arkansas Pine Bluff 84-52. Oh, right. That concludes my notes for this evening. I'll hand it back over to you. All right. That's going to do it for Episode 435 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on Talk Shoot. Episode 436, I'll have to take solo because... I'm in Midlore, Michigan on WMLM 1520 a.m. tomorrow night. Lots of games for me to cover, plus any plus anything that pops up. Probably like one or something like that. Unless I uh, just get a dinner on the way, a quick dinner from the drive-thru on the way home. 
I could do that. I'll let you know. Okay, because uh, I got to, um, I got to run out tomorrow. It might be a, an all-day thing, so I don't know if it's actually time I get back. So, but I'm gonna take my computer with me, so I'll face I'll Facebook you um, if I can. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. I can I guess I'm gonna have to fly solo anyway then. All right. When in doubt. So, I'm. So I'll let. I'll let people know, I'll let our audience know ahead of time when I start, when I start, when I will start, um, my next episode on the post game. So, Until then, for Lewis Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit. Good night, folks.